Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner, Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to zion.com. In this final part of Ian Bloop's special on the Nairn County Podcast, Graham McLeod hears from Ian about his frustration at being stuck on the subspence this final season with us as he commuted back and forth from Aberdeen. The day of wind-up at Darlin Sharika's expense almost led to Charlie missing the team bus to a game. Also, Ian moving on from us for the final time in 2007. There was times playing with Sarspey Thistle and Stonywood in the juniors before making a Highland League return when he was approaching 40 years of age. We've enjoyed episode 5 of our Nairn County podcast, why not give us a like or share or, or tell a friend about us? But for just now, it's over to Graham and Ian for one final time as Ian kicks off by talking about the day we were a penalty kick away from a cup final double in 2006. Later on that season, uh, we reached another semi final in the Highway Cup. Uh, we beat Bucky's on penalties, so he scored in the shootout. And then it's almost deja vu again from the, the golden goal game where a Brooks goal has led to a 1-1 draw against an Aberdeenshire side in extra time. This time it's Fraserburgh and it's down there. This time there's no golden goal though and it goes to penalty kicks and we lose on penalties. Mm-hmm. That must have been a really gutting day having uh, having won the North of Scotland Cup already. You must have fancied your chances of a cup double that season. Yeah, we really did. And again, we, we came up against Fraserburgh. I mean, they're, they're a horrible team to play against. But we were fully confident of, of, of beating them. And, you know, I think I, I think I hit the post that day. You know, I think it was with an overhead kick, actually, if I remember. <laughs> I remember that game. But yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was really, it was really devastating, especially, with, with, as you say, we kind of experienced that high and we wanted to do well again. But penalties, you know, it's one of those things, unfortunately. I can't remember who took it. I think Cinders missed and I think. Bobo missed the Mark McDonald yeah. missed the last one, and it was kind of, it was a real, it was, it was hard to take. It was really hard to take. The 2006-07 season, that's the final year that you're with the club. At that point, you're commu- commuting, sorry, back and forth from from Aberdeen to play. What was it the the sort of circumstances around that, and how did you find that arrangement? I didn't actually join the fire service until the the, the July of 2007, but I'd been accepted for it back in back in September, I think. So I knew I was going. Um, my girlfriend, or my wife just now, she was living in Aberdeen at the time in uni, um, doing her nursing. So I kind of was living with her, basically, in Aberdeen. Um, obviously, wasn't making training for a lot of the year. Missed a lot of the games. Um, so when I was coming back for games, I was finding myself quite on the bench quite a bit. Which, I mean, I, I probably would have anyway, because by that time, I think uh, Charlie was playing with us. With Darren Charlaker there. I think Kellen might have still been there. Willie Barham was there. Stevie Sanderson was there. You know, Davey was there. So the options for, for Les at that time were... were you know, he had, he had plenty of options in that uh, four days of the park. So when I was kind of making it here and there, of course I wasn't wasn't playing. I wasn't training. I wasn't expecting to play. But it was still a better pill to swallow, you know, for, for being at the club for all these years. To be to be finding yourself sitting on the bench regularly was um, was a bit disheartening. Plus the fact that after every game I had to drive back to Aberdeen. You know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best circumstances. You mentioned a name there, someone that we brought in, Darren Schalker, that year. I know you hit it off with him really well because you both liked a good wind-up. Tell us about having Shally about the place and did you ever manage to catch him out? 
Catch him out. Oh, I think I know what you're getting at here. Yeah. No, Charlie was a he was a larger than life character, so he can fit in well. I, we we kind of clicked straight away. He liked a bit of banter, as you say, like the wind up, like the cider, which we're all ticks in my book, you know. So I think what you're getting at again, we're playing away at Cove one day, and I was uh, I think I was back in Granton because I was on the bus that morning, and I can't remember the game was the game was in doubt of being being played. I think it might be in the weather or something like that. So uh, I remember training on Thursday night. Charlie was saying, oh, I really hope the game's off on Saturday. You know, I really hope it is because I'm going to go out in the bat on Friday night. And I'm like, oh, great. And at that time, Les had split up. So Les had taken half the guy's phone numbers and I'd taken half the guy's phone numbers. And Les says, look, if the game's on or off, you text these guys and tell them and I'll text this half. And I had Charlie's number. I said, right, okay. So I text Charlie on Friday and I thought, right, I'll wind him up. You know, I'll, I'll give him a text and tell him the game's off. He'll have a couple of ciders and then I'll text him again later on to, to tell him, oh, it was a wind up, the game's on. So I text him, I must have been about five o'clock on a Friday night or something, I text Charlie, oh mate, just got word, the game's off tomorrow, enjoy your cider. Fully expecting to text him back in a couple hours, but me being me, I forgot all about texting him back, right? Completely slipped my mind. Gets on the bus the next morning at Nairn and goes through to, I think it was one of the RAF bases he was based at, so we had to go in and pick him up on the way to Aberdeen. So I've still not clocked. I've still not clocked that I've not texted him back yet. So we're waiting outside the gates, waiting, waiting, no Charlie. So Mike Fridge, he's like, I'll phone him. So Mike starts phoning him. And just as Mike's on the phone, I'm starting to think, uh-oh, I'm starting to remember. So Charlie's picked up, and all I hear Mike Fred shouting on the phone was, Brooks, he said, what? He told you what? I'm, oh, no, I forgot to text him back. So lo and behold, two minutes later, out comes Charlie. <laughs> Unshaven, hair everywhere, wigging, tie half on, hangover to shit. And he's getting in the bus. He's absolutely raging. He's giving me daggers you know and so he gets in the bus I think he sleeps all the way to Cove he gets up and I think he goes and bangs in one from like 25 yards as if as if nothing as fresh as a daisy so so yeah so <laughs> I keep saying sorry to him but I've not spoken in a couple of years so if you're listening Charlie I, I still apologize for that I'm really sorry did you get away with it because he scored oh I got away with it I got a ribbon in the way home I don't think Les was too happy we reached the final of the North of Scotland Cup later that year again in our defence of the trophy. It's against Ross County this time around. You were on the bench for it, and I suppose that was a bit of a disappointment for you. It's always a disappointment being on the bench. Um, any player that tells you they're happy sitting on the bench is, is talking rubbish, you know. Whether it's a, get a friendly or whether it's a, a World Cup final, you know, it's not a nice place to be. It wasn't as if I was coming back from injury or something. Um, I'd obviously not, made, not played a few of the games before that, but to still be on the bench in a big game like that, was it was pretty hard to take. It was one of those things, you know, you, you, you get your chance, you've got to take it. But unfortunately, I was getting on. Um, if I was, not, not in that game in particular, but if I was getting on and playing well, then I would miss the training still the next week. I'll find myself on the bench, you know. So it was hard to argue with. And I think um, even by Christmas time, I think the plans were put in place for me to be moving on somewhere else in the, in the summer. Yeah, later on that season, we reached the semi-final of the Highland League Cup again. Uh, there was penalty shootouts involved again. We beat Forrest at home. Again, you scored. And, and on all my research, I can find you being involved in four or five penalty shootouts. And you've taken a penalty in each one and you've scored in every single one. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, did you ever fancy getting on the pens as a penalty taker at all during your time? Yeah, all the penalties I've taken were in penalty shootouts. But with Scott Kelk in the team, there's no way anybody else was going to be able to get penalties you know he Gary, was, Gary as well Gary, Gary Farker yeah I was I was more a kind of hit and hope penalty taker whereas these guys could put the ball exactly where they, they, they wanted it so there was no chance of me ever getting a sniff at the penalties to be honest with you would I have taken them or would I have liked to have been taking them of course you would have of course you want to do that but there was no chance I was getting a shot at it I was just obviously in penalty shootouts 
I was always one to volunteer, wouldn't back away. So um, I think we listened to Gary Ewan's podcast last week with a couple of guys in the sit with same him. He just didn't want to take a penalty. So you stood up and you'd done your bit. And if it went in, it went in. If it didn't, then nobody can really hold it against you in a penalty shootout. You, know? you actually did pre-season with us at the end of your last season and you played in a few of the friendlies I noticed from looking back there was a chance that you could have stayed on and played under the same arrangement that you had yeah I mean I think I still had a year in my contract left at that point that that whole summer I was away down in Gallon almost to do my fire my training for the fire service so I was away Monday to Friday I was coming back at the weekends and in friendly games during the summer of course you're going to get minutes you know they try to rotate as many players as they can could I have stayed on that year and yeah I probably could have but again I would have probably been in the, the bench a lot of the time um, at that time, uh, Strasby, they were still in the, the junior leagues, which a lot of teams were through in Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire. And it would have really made it a lot easier for me to, to kind of commute back and forth from there. So over the well, a couple of months before the end of the, the previous season and during that pre-season, I think I'd spoke to Les a couple of times about possibly going on loan. I think he was kind of keen to keep me there just to, just for cover, if nothing else. Because obviously Charlie was in the RAF, he was away for, for weeks at a time. But I wasn't content with for being a kind of bit part player, especially at a club where I've been at since, you know, all those years. So, um, yeah, I gave I gave Strasbourg another, another shot. Your last appearance for Nairn was actually that summer, it was actually at Strasbourg in a friendly yeah. game. Did you know coming off the pitch that day that would be the last time you'd be pulling on the yellow jersey and was that quite a, yeah, a I mean, hard I think decision, I, hard day? I, I think I spoke to Donnie McLeod before the, before the match. Um, I think Les had spoken to him as well. So it was kind of, I think it was kind of well known by that point that where my future lay. So yeah, I mean, a couple of guys on the pitch for Strasbourg were actually talking in the park, thinking or speaking to me, saying like, well, "Are we seeing you next week? You come to play for us next week?" And that's how that's how quickly things were moving. But no, I think I scored in that game as well. Uh, was, it, was it me? Was it Brian McLeod? I can't remember. Anyway, but it was it was a fitting it was a fitting last game to, to play for for Nairn, you know, against yeah. the team I was going to my home my home club my home team. Yeah, you mentioned going on loan to Strasbourg from there, and they were still in the juniors at the time. How did you? How was that being back there with your former club? It was different. I mean, a lot of the players had moved on at that point. There was a lot of youngsters kicking about the club um, at the time. A lot of really good players still there. Um, like see, Jamie Rogers and that. He was one of these guys that are it's from the local area, from Aviemore. Player that really should have played at a higher level. Tremendous player, but he was quite happy at, at Strasbourg. You know, so we had a lot of good players there. Um, I mean, you spoke to Calm about the uh, Calm Donaldson in his podcast a couple weeks ago about about him going back to Strasbourg. It was guys kind of Calm's age. They were kind of a bit younger than me. Um, and unfortunately, the way things worked out, I still couldn't make a lot of the training. Um, yeah, I made a lot of the games, but because of my shifts, I was, I was on four kind of two days, two nights, and then four days off. I was missing four games in a row, and I'd be home for four games in a row, away for four games in a row. So it really wasn't kind of, it, it couldn't have carried on the, the, the whole year. Um, I don't actually know how long I was there for, but I wouldn't say it was, it was that long. I don't, I don't think I made the season. I don't think I finished the season there. That was not the fault of Strasbourg. They did everything they could to, to help me. Um, I think I was training a couple of, uh, one night a week with uh, one of the teams through in, in Aberdeen just to keep my kind of hand in. But missing all these games and then trying to take your way back into a team is, is difficult, especially with guys you don't really know. But yeah, so I found, I found it a lot difficult than I thought it would be. You move on from there, and as I say, well, you've already played your last game, you're on loan at Strasbourg. The contract then runs out at the end of that year, and you find yourself with Stonywood, I believe, in the juniors. That's right. Down in Aberdeen. That's right. Um, well, I was in, I didn't want to play football at all. That was me finished. I was going to concentrate. I think I was getting married later that year. 
you know, concentrate my work. I was just a probation in the fire service at that time. So that was kind of my focus. I didn't want to play football and that was it. And I remember sitting in the station one day and this guy comes in, he's looking for the guy Brooks, it was one of my bosses. You the boy Brooks? I says, yeah. He says, right, are you playing with a team at the moment? I said, no. He says, right, Polo Park, two o'clock Saturday, bring your boots. And he was the manager, Graham Laird, was, that was the manager of Stonywood at the time. So I went, purely out of fear, I took my boots along to Polo Park on a Saturday. And uh, I think I was ended up being there for about two or three seasons, I think. It was brilliant. It was, it was really good, really enjoyed my time in the juniors. And I was really surprised that it was a really, a really good standard. You had your teams like Cooter and Sunnybank, uh, Banks of D, um, were all were, were top, top players in it. And some of the money kicking about that league at that time was probably better than beyond in the Highland League. So it wasn't to be, to be sniffed at. The players through at the time were, were like, especially Cooter, it was Davy Calder, he was there. Um, so that's the kind of caliber of player that they were, they were playing in that league. So it was an easy transition. I really enjoyed it. I was making training and I was making most of the games as well. So it was, I really enjoyed it. It was good. You made a bit of a Highland League comeback, though, later on for Strasbourg for a short while. And I think, if I remember rightly, you actually managed to get yourself sent off, did you? Well, aye, aye. Well, I'll tell you the story. Um, this must have been about, I don't know, three or four, three or four years ago now. We moved out to the deepest, darkest Aberdeenshire in the middle of Rothy Norman. I was out walking my dog one day, and my phone went, and it was Brian Grant, who's latterly been at, at Nairn Saints, yeah. with Slasher. And he was, him and Rob Simpson were manager of Strasbourg at the time. So I was yapping away. I'd known him for a long time. I played with him when I was a kid. And he says, oh, do you fancy coming along and helping me out at Strasbourg? And I was like, oh, Brian, I'm working in Aberdeen. You know, I can't commit to coming and helping training every week. He's like, no, I don't want you to take your training. I want you to play. <laughs> I was like, are you having a laugh? You know, have you seen me later? I'm about 15 stone. I can hardly run the length of myself. No, no, we're going to play at the back. I was like, well, now I know. I was like, what, is this April the 1st or something? So I went along and helped him out. And we're away to Lossie the first game. And right enough, he played me. He's played me centre-half. And the first time I'd ever played centre-half in my, in my whole life, not even as a kid, had I played back there. But to my surprise, I was doing really well. First half, went, went, most of the ball was played in the air, so I was, I was at home in the air. So that was, that was fine. Half-time, great. And then second half, uh, Sean Scott came on. And stupidly, I would, done, I would have done it myself, but I slapped my leg out, he went past me and fell over my leg. You know, It wasn't a penalty, but I can see how the, the ref was, was duped. And uh, lo and behold, I was given my marching orders. And no longer had I went in to the dressing room and checked my phone. And here's Mike Ray, Gareth Smith, all on the phone, ripping the hole out of me already. I hadn't even walked 50 yards. And it must be about 15 seconds to me to walk from the pitch to the dressing room. And they're on the phone already. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of, I think I'd managed another couple of games after that. And that was that as well. So was that the end of your stint at centre-half and you were back up front? Or did you that was my one, and, my one and only, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, My one and only stint after that. No, no, I was only there, as I say, to help them out for a few games. So it wasn't a long-term thing at all. So bring us up to speed then with your football involvement. Since then, you've been involved with playing in, on the coaching side at Spey Valley over the last... Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been there, this will be, what, three years now? So I'm still on the coaching staff there. i um, still been playing regularly up until, this, obviously, COVID, COVID uh, put the, the damper on things. And I've been really enjoying it. I've been playing in the juniors for Spey Valley throughout the season and then in the summer league, playing in the, the local uh, welfare league here. Well, I think it was playing I play against you guys last year when you That's took right. it there. Yeah, we had an under-20s yeah. game against one of the teams down there that you were playing. That's right. I think maybe my last, my last year now, but um, I'll probably still be involved, hopefully, but... You never know, I might be pulling the boots back on next year. Depends on when your boys we can get. No, I'm still there, still on it. So I see you're still enjoying playing, and then maybe right. is the future going to be coaching? Um, I don't know. I think the only thing that'll put a damper on it now, my wee boy, he's through at Cali, so that might kind of, my uh, football might take a back seat to his. So I'll probably be taxi driver as my dad was to me at that age. So 
So, uh, yeah, so who, who knows? Who knows? If I'm required, I'll maybe uh, sling the boots on again, but I'm hoping not. So how would you reflect, then, Ian, on your career overall, your two stints at Nairn uh, and your, your spells with Strass Bay and Stonywood too? If I was to reflect on my career as a whole, it would, it would come down to Nairn. You know, I was there as a kid from under 13s right through to, you know, to, to late 20s when I left. Um, and those really were the kind of best, the best days of my football career were at, were at Station Park. Maybe not some of the games and some of the, the, the kind of darker times um, that we've spoke about, but just to be turn up every Saturday, Tuesday and a Thursday at training and going into battle, if you like, with, your, with guys who were your best pals. There was no better feeling, no better feeling in the world, you know, and it was just, just amazing. And I look back on those days with, with great fondness, you know. Thanks very much for taking the time out then to join us in. It's been really enjoyable to, to listen to you talk about your career. No problem, mate. Thank you very much. All the best. The Nan County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners, Zion Energy. Click on zion.com to find out more.